It's episode 225 of the platform as a show about games and nerd culture, and I am your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Joshua Mulvey. I'm Chris Shriver. I'm Ronnie Barrier. Oh, how did you Yay! get in? <laughs> I just Who let this joker in? I snuck in. Brian thought he was inviting me to play something else, and I was like, nah, I'm on the podcast this week, bruh. Brian was like, <laughs> come play insert fighting game here with me and you said sure much it. You, yeah. sure. I mean <laughs> we are definitely going to talk about at least two fighting games on two? this episode at least two wow one two of which uh, Ronnie and I Ronnie and I are actually going to review this week and one uh, Omega early day negative one impressions of a new character in another game okay uh but yeah, what what should we? Well, you know what? Before we before we dive into it, it's it it feels so natural to just dive into it without explaining who you are, Ronnie, because you and I talk all the time. Sorry, it's natural um, for you, not for the audience. It's not. <laughs> it is natural. It is very natural for me because Ronnie is a fantastic uh, fellow uh, with whom I've become quite good friends uh, over the past few months. I guess like a year. Or Has it been a year? Something like Somewhere that. Somewhere time there. doesn't have a lot of meeting right now, so it, it could be no. It doesn't. Any no amount sense. of time. Yeah, it doesn't at all. But uh, but please explain to our listeners and viewers where they might know you from. Yeah, uh, my name's Ronnie Barrier. Like I said, uh, I'm a gameplay producer at IGN. So a uh, lot of gameplay capture, uh, helping with guide videos and features and things like that, and occasionally, you know, jumping in on podcasts. Very exciting stuff. Very cool. Heck yeah. He's if very any, good. If anyone knows he does. the hardships you go through, I did that exact job. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a it, lot. It's, yeah. It's, it's hard people, to complain because it's, it's an awesome job, yeah. but you know, it's still a job. Pe- yeah. People are always like, oh, you play video games for work. And I'm like, it's terrible. You don't want, <laughs> you don't want to do it. <laughs> no, you know I've, this thing that you love to do? <laughs> yeah. You're going to hate it. Yeah. I've started selling people. I just work in media. And if they ask, that's a good one. If they ask other questions, yeah. I, I kind of start explaining. But if I just say, "Oh, I work in video games," they're like, "Oh, what do you make?" I was like, yeah, and they're like, "Well, yeah. nothing." Yeah. But <laughs> a value, that's still nothing. No, still nothing. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, like I made a video once that was like top five epic something in game X, and I, I, I did I've that. Made many of those. Yeah, I just I just made two, made two. Uh, two pages on the best legendary ash summons and legendary spells and best spells and best weapons in Elden Ring. I knew it was so that's coming. I was like, lately. how long are we going to get into this one before he brings before Elden, Elden Ring, Ring comes Ring again? up? Yeah. It's literally my job. What do you want me to say? I know. Uh, but yeah, but that that's, yeah, but, e- but even so, like it is, it is definitely one of those things. I've thought about this and I'm like, I don't know that I'm going to work on a guide for a FromSoft game again. Cause I just I I it's, as much it's as it's got to be love, ruining it for you. It's not there. There are a lot. I've been very lucky. There are a lot of games that I've written guides for that like I would still go back and play again. Hollow Knight's one of them. Oh wow! Like, I had to hunt. I had to hundred percent Hollow Knight to write the guide for it for IGN. And afterwards, I was like, you know what? You know what I could do? Game rips. Game rips. And I would go play it again. <laughs> does it? It rips, but does it rip ass? Oh, it, it does rip ass. As someone who was stuck in the Philadelphia airport for about six hours wow. this past week due to a uh, uh, some fuckery from United S- Airlines. Fuckery. 
<laughs> United Airlines fuckers. Yeah, I, I was can... thinking, how's this going to be Hollow Knight related? It just went in a different direction. I can confirm that Hollow Knight rips ass because oh, that's all go. I did. <laughs> we had a discussion about what he was going to play on his... Uh, on my trip. Yeah. On his trip. And I was like, mm. out of all the things that you picked, there's at least one ten for me on that list. And one that's Hollow Knight. Yep. The game is awesome. Um, but yeah, so... Man, so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of stuff uh, going on. Where do we want to start? There is a question from Harry in the chat. Oh, Harry. Harry wants okay. to know, uh, is one of the fighting games that we're going to be talking about uh, Will versus Rock? <laughs> <laughs> no. Can we please not talk about we're not it? Talk- we're not talking about it. That's For literally all that's on social God. media. Yeah, it's so I annoying. Will, yeah. I will say, some of the memes are real Some good. of the memes are real good. Um, I do want to point out, he has apologized publicly. If you have not seen it, it is on his Instagram. It's very. Uh, my yeah, my thing was up. like, as if I couldn't hate the Oscars even more. I now yeah yeah have to deal with all this. Yeah. Did you Although watch I'm... Coda, Josh? No, I actually don't know what that is. I the oh, only okay. the only Academy Award movies that I watched were. Uh, Dune, and I watched Belfast, which I liked a lot, but I haven't watched any of the others. I almost was going to watch um, Drive My Car, I think is the one of the other ones. One like mm. best foreign film or something like that. I was going to watch it one day, and then I saw that it was like three hours, and I was like, I do not have the mental energy for a three-hour movie right now. And then I haven't <laughs> watched any of the other ones that got nominated. So, Yeah. But yeah. Uh, highly recommend Dune and also highly recommend <laughs> Belfast because I've seen both of those. And they're very good. Yeah, I want to watch Dune, but part of me is like, I'm not going to read these books. And I don't really want to watch a movie that has a cliffhanger ending and then wait like however long we it, have to wait. The, until the part two is next year. Yeah. But I mean, I you really could just read either. the book. But I, I actually think, Brian, <laughs> you will like the, I think you will like the universe of Dune because it's so fucking weird. It is very and weird and very cool. That kind of shit. I'm in. I'm. I'm into, into it. I have. Stuff. I have. Right here. It's one of uh. It's one of Hans Zimmer's best scores as well. But yeah, he made um, one for it. So yeah, there's a there. There was a moment That's saying a lot. Yeah, there was a moment on the way to New Orleans, uh, on the flight where we heard from behind us this like, doom, and like it sounded like something was wrong with the plane like we had already been in the air for a while and i had this moment like oh shit what was that and i turned around and this dude dropped his copy of dune in paperback it's just on the floor it's really oh that explains it what's funny is like none of the other books are as long as the first one yeah but the first book is like three books smashed together but it's the same story uh but it gets that shit's so wild. I really just hope that they at least make it to the second book because I fucking love the second book. Some people are like, I've, it's so weird because I meet people that are like, I only like the first half of the first book. And then I've met people that are like, the first book's the only good one. And then there's a lot of people like me who are like, everything up to four is good. After that, just ignore it. And then there's people that like all of it, but like, God damn, I love that second book. I really hope they end up making a movie out of that. But at least if they at least finish this, which they are. I'm super happy they're finishing this. If they can at least finish that first book, I'll be a happy boy. The rest is just gravy nice. on top of the sandwich, right? Nice. 
What kind of gravy sandwiches are you an eating, An open-faced turkey sandwich, Brian. Sounds okay. great An open-faced yeah, gravy Brian's sandwich. Is. Yeah, open-faced turkey fantastic. sandwiches are delicious. I, look, I'm trying to I'm trying to come down a bit, guys. <laughs> Don't tempt me with this open-faced gravy sandwich. It's not a gravy sandwich. <laughs> you can't have a, just a gravy sandwich. I mean, it's don't just tempt bread me with a good time. With gravy on it or toast yeah, I, with gravy on like it. It's like all of the Thanksgiving ingredients on top of a piece of bread and then they so, pour gravy over it. That's an open faced turkey sandwich. We have a sandwich for this in the Northeast at you Wawa. Got, you got your bread, you got your turkey, you got your mashed potatoes, you got your sweet potatoes, you got your, mm-hmm. your uh, let's see, what else? Cranberry, cranberry sauce, sauce and stuffing. It's called stuffing. the cranberry sauce. Yeah. It's called the Gobbler. It's called the Gobbler, Chris? and they sell it yeah. at Wawa at Thanksgiving time. They, like, this is a real thing. I've run into other Son of a bitch. You have... and all your you and all the people like you, Chris. How dare you? I don't I eat in... it. <laughs> well, I, 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 Chris, like that's also I've run into some sandwich places that have like something like that where they're yeah. like, yeah, it's mashed potatoes and gravy and turkey and and like stuffing and stuff on a sandwich. Yeah, it's. I have to assume there's something here like that. I don't know anything about this. I don't know if Ronnie knows anything about this, but Texas. Seems like it wouldn't take that sort of a challenge lying down. No. Ronnie, what area are you in? I'm about half an hour south of Brian. I'm in Houston. Oh, oh shit. Brian the person, yeah. not Brian the city. That's, that's yeah. a different thing. <clears throat> oh, oh, I, really I wouldn't have known. It's very confusing. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that either. It's right next to A&M. Oh, well. Yeah. Very cool. So that's I was five cool. hours away from you uh, as well the other day. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I at one point I remember I think when I was flying to Florida for Star Wars celebration, I was I was at like Houston Airport or something, and Brian was like, You're only like twenty minutes from me. But I I was like, if dude, if my layover was longer, I'd be like, Come on by, but I was only there for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I remember the only thing I could think is when I looked outside and saw just the flat horizon i was like what a weird place that was my only comment on seeing texas because at california brian knows you lived here for a while it's hills like mm-hmm. everywhere it's just hills and shit everywhere so i'm not used <laughs> in to just northern seeing... in northern california in southern yeah. california where i grew up it's pretty flat too yeah it's it's more flat but there are still some hills in the distance but like here for sure like, and there's tons of mountains. like you can see but, the mountains yeah but when uh, we went to texas live, but... we went to texas my wife and i were like there's nothing it's just like land there's nothing there's nothing there what's going on yeah we this is weird. america's table that's, that's very true uh, I, I grew up it's in this weird. area and then i moved to san francisco and i was there for about nine months and then i went to nashville for about two years and then i came back here so i went from like flat to hills to mountains back to flat and i'd still have a headache it was a next lot. you'll be underwater <laughs> if well if i want to move to new orleans that's the next place to go yeah there you go just but I'm trying to move to the uh, French Quarter because apparently everything else floods, or you get hit by a tornado. I have a friend who just moved. I mean, that here. happens here too. Yeah, we like that's a, it wasn't very far. Like you know, we had a tornado warning like in our city in League City the other night. My dad called me. He's like, "Are y'all under your bathtub with a mattress?" I'm like, no, we're fine. <laughs> we're good. Under. Yeah, we had one up here as well. Yeah. So. Anyway, but this is uh, at games. least nominally a video games yeah. and nerd culture like, anyway, podcast. Tornado games. chasing. Uh, I guess podcast. tornadoes are nerd culture. <clears throat> are they? <laughs> Somebody's this a nerd nerdy, for them. This nerdy weather formation. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. What I guess a dork if you're, uh, swirling around, watching picking up weather stuff. channel all the time. Look at you with your Doppler dork. radar, you nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Go check the 
flux capacitor. I don't know. Yeah, go, I go check meteorology. Go check the uh, air te- uh, air pressure levels. The barometric pressure. Yeah, there you go. Whatever that's what that I is. Want. See, Brian knows because he's a dork. What? Because I'm a fucking what a loser. Dork. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it's it's good to be back, you guys. Yeah, we it's weren't even back. gone. I finally long. had a weekend. I finally had a weekend, so it feels oh, like yeah, forever. Yeah. You had a weekend. That's good. I'm glad you had. I one. had a. And it wasn't. I will just, never. Uh, I will never not have a weekend again. Nice. I'll, well, I'm that's not true. But... Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we'll 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 see if I can make that true. But yeah. you know, at the moment, I'm gonna do my damnedest to make sure that I always have a weekend. Yeah, it's a good thing to have some man, time was, off. It was brutal. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, what do we want to talk about? I know that uh, that Ronnie and I need to talk about uh, Persona Four Arena Ultimax and Guilty Gear, um, and then I guess we can talk about. I can briefly talk about Young Souls and the Great Hero and the Cruel King, uh, and then whatever you guys brought. Is Young Souls that one that's on Game Pass? Uh, yes. Thinking of something else. Okay, I'm interested. I mean, there's also Tunic is new and is on Game Pass. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about that. Heck yeah. Yeah. I played um, a good amount of it. Yeah. So we can start wherever you guys want. And I don't know what uh, I know. Uh, I know Josh has said he's bringing Tunic. Uh, Chris, did you want to talk about Hollow Knight at all during the show? I would like to. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not ignoring. I'm Googling what Young Souls is. Um, for sure. For sure. I would like to talk about Hollow Knight and uh, my experience with like a Souls like game for, well, I was going to say more than six hours, but. Um, that's about as much as I played Demon Souls, and I fucking hate that game. So, um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't know, uh, Ronnie, if you wanted to talk about anything else besides Persona, but then we can kind of take our pick and go where mm, we where we wish. I played about the first hour of Tunic, or so. I want to get back to it. I just haven't mm. had time because I got to clean out my garage. Speaking of owning a house, hey, yeah, house stuff. It never ends. It really doesn't. <laughs> Actually, it never sorry. Ends. Quick digression from tornado chasing to video games back to home ownership uh <laughs> i told my brother who bought a house a few years ago i was like man i just i feel like i can't relax anymore until i get everything done and he was like you will never get everything yeah. done you gotta just be like yeah. i'm yeah. not doing that today yeah you know so, what i did today yeah. I, I spent like a good two hours of my day doing i would go into the bathroom i filled a spray bottle with uh 30 acidity uh vinegar and wow. i just sprayed that shit on the glass door over and over again just trying to get all those little calcium spots it sounds like and then i'd almost pass out and i get out of there and i do it over yeah. again i woke up at yeah, 6 a.m to my dog hurling yesterday so that's what i've been mm, dealing with that's <sighs> never fun why wow, i didn't know your dog was getting into sports that's oh awesome oh my god <laughs> we want to support him however we can i got you guys come on you guys know me you've known me for how many he's, years he's you never gonna he's, do it he's never gonna get to go to the olympics but he doesn't need to know that <laughs> Was it just the one time, or is he doing it constantly? We, uh, sorry, I don't want to take too long, but he he's a corgi, so he sheds like crazy. Oh, and we just moved sure. back down here to Houston, where it you know, rapidly climbs temperatures. And so it's like allergies plus shedding. I think he's just like eating a lot of his own hair accidentally, and that's all it is. Mm. But we're just trying to manage his allergies. So he's got the funny cone right now. I'd bring him in oh, here. Oh, right okay. Now. The cone but, of um, shame. He's got the, the cone, cone of shame, and we've got yeah. some... Uh, aloe vera for him we just have to keep watching him because he's gonna poor corgi go to town guy yeah Yeah. he's doing better but it's it's been an interesting few days to be sure (laughs) so tunic it always is 
Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been playing Tunic, uh, Kara. My, my wife and I have been playing, um, going through all the Danganronpa games. So nice. we are nice. three quarters-ish of the way through the second one. And that's pretty much all I've had time to play, fighting games and stuff for work. Oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of Tiny yeah. Tina's Wonderlands. We can talk about that. Um, because I've been doing that for work as well. But I'm like about halfway through that game, or so. Nice, nice. See, I thought yeah, it was so like I... an expansion, but I guess not. Yeah. So there was nope. an expansion, wasn't there? <laughs> well, there was, so, yes. but I thought it was another one. Yeah. So Borderlands Two, it was Assault on Dragon Keep, and it was kind that of was a it. proof of concept thing. And then they made it into a full game. It was good too. It was good, and I think this game is. Lot. Hot take, better than Borderlands 3, but we can I mean, get to that later. Brian and I talked extensively about Borderlands 3 and how we were kind of disappointed. Yeah, I did I did a lot of guide work for uh, for Borderlands 3, and as I love Borderlands 2, famously, I got famously. the I 100%ed Borderlands 2 three times. Yep. Once, actually... We talked ooh, about this. You have the Platinum on Vita, which like hardly anyone has. Yep, I yeah. have it. I, I I think I did it on PS3 and PS4 via the Handsome Collection, and I think 360 and Xbox One and Vita. I might actually have the, the My God. platinum or 100. percent You do like maybe five times. We we took a good ten minutes one time to to check all that. Yeah, yeah. Did that entire <laughs> conversation happen during one like driving segment in that game, or how did that work? <laughs> I got a good little chuckle. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I need you got that Chris. He's the one you need to please the most. <laughs> it's true. Job. He's the most wholesome amongst us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, man, speaking of a halt, have you guys seen the... That is a total <laughs> new tangent. Have you guys seen the Minnie Mouse shorts on Disney Plus? I've seen uh, some the of the hand-drawn mi- ones. I've seen some of the, they, the they look like ones. Ren and Stimpy, yeah. Yeah, they're funny. They're great. Yeah. They're really good. They're like five minutes long a piece. They're yeah. dope. The, uh, That's where that... Go ahead. I know exactly uh, what you're about oh, to say. What happened? Yeah. What happened? Dude, for an entire... Like, when we were at D23, <laughs> the, like, the I think in 2019, oh my god, that was like the meme of the trip. Everybody, like, if we needed to find friends in a group, we'd just be like, like screaming it. <laughs> That's like the, the my server... Uh, that has all my like real life friends on it, which I think you guys are on too. Like that's where that icon came from. It's the... Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's really, really good. I, I love the, and a lot of it just makes no sense at all. Like when he buys uh, mini, a uh, hot dog and then the hot dog runs away. Oh yeah. And he Been there. tries to get it back. It's awesome. You're like, right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's dope. If you, if you've got Disney plus, there's a lot of other stuff, but look up the Minnie mouse or the Mickey mouse, like, adventures or whatever they're five they're minutes good. they're super dope yeah they're very they're funny. set all over the world it's awesome yeah, yeah they're good um yeah it's great anyway what game do we want to start with why don't you get your why don't you talk about your fighting games <laughs> why don't you get your little, your get, little your, baby get your get your stick slapping out of the way, out of the way. Never nonsense out of here yeah i like okay, hey well, i like i like some fighting <laughs> games just me too not, it's not a genre i'm like super invested in well, spoiler alert, I like both of the games that we're going to talk about today. Hmm. Uh, so let's, Ronnie, let's knock out the super, super quick thing, uh, which is uh, Testament came to Guilty Gear today mm-hmm. um, for uh, season pass holders. Uh, they come out 
tomorrow, I think? The 30th? No, 30, two days 31st. from now. Three days from yeah. now. So they come out three days from now for people who are just buying them separately and don't have the season pass. Um, and I've played a little bit with them. They seem pretty interesting. Um, they're really changed from their previous incarnation, which I think last time they were in a game was in Accent Core Plus R. Yeah, I don't know if Plus um, R was the first one, but I know it's the Accent Core tree of games. I, I, yeah. I came to the series in Exert, so... Yeah, I, I started... The first Guilty Gear I ever played was Plus R on uh, PSP. Uh, and then I played a little bit of Exard. Both of those games incredibly casually. Strive is the first Guilty Gear game that I've like really sunk my teeth into and properly learned. Um, and so it's been really, really interesting revisiting this character that, that everybody was saying is just absolutely busted in the previous game. Uh, and Ronnie, what, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I'm glad all the invisible traps are gone. I know that was a big issue in Plus R that people hated Fighting Testament just because a trap would show up on the screen and then disappear. And so if you were Fighting Testament, you had to just figure out where they were and then remember and then get pushed into the corner. And not run into them. Yeah, added like a whole different mental load. Yeah, I mean... Yep. Yeah. I I don't know if it was just our friend Will or someone else who who said it first, but... uh, kind of an old adage of Guilty Gear is that every character is playing their own fighting game. And so Strive has kind of toned that down a bit, but uh, especially in the plus R days, that was very true. Every character was crazy. But uh, Testament, like most Strive characters, seems pretty toned down uh, in terms of the insane stuff. Uh, still super huge, like, normals across the screen. So if you They have just... a giant scythe. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw this. They have, they're wearing, like, a... Like a, a very slimming kind of black leather robe with a top hat and a giant scythe. And they've got a, uh, they've got two little kind of succubus little fairy looking creatures and then a crow. Uh, and they have these blood giant blood skulls that they can throw across the screen, uh, that will then leave the little succubus enemy. And then you can shoot the crow at the succubus. Uh, and you can use that to like area, like wall off different parts of the screen or cause them to attack from, you know, wherever you can also warp to the succubuses, uh, or faint a warp. So there's like a lot of weird stuff that you can do with this character. In addition to having an absolutely enormous scythe that cuts off, like I think you said, like the the standing slash move is like two thirds of the screen. Like, yeah, I, I actually said that in our our fighting game Discord earlier, but I was just I kept stepping back and using her, oh, sorry there, uh, forward heavy slash move, and. I think I just kept going back and back and back and back. It just kept hitting every time. So it was kind of like the uh, Nagori Yuki, big samurai dude. Uh, kind of that same range from what I can see. I don't know. It's probably not going to be nearly as busted as Nagori Yuki, but uh, just really big normals, some crazy mix-up stuff. And I've only spent about an hour playing today. But uh, from what I can tell, it seems like it'd be pretty fun to, to dive into. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. But um, obviously, it's not really we're not we're not gonna, really going to shake out what they're all about and what their true potential is until way later. But it's it's really fun to get like a nice steady drip of uh, new content for this game. That's super super fun uh, and immensely playable online. And now we know you know we've got a season two. There's going to be four new characters coming um, and a couple of different stages and stuff. And we already know that there's going to be a big tournament. Uh, coming up as well have you messed with the Um, uh figurine mode at all yet i i have not it's actually pretty cool i don't know you might have to unlock some more things through the fishing that's 
kind of the mechanic in the game that you do to unlock different uh, songs or uh, different things like that in the game. But um, you can just go into a bunch of different scenes and place all the different characters, pose the characters, uh, add different effects, things like that. So it's just a bunch of dumb motion comic stuff that people are going to be making. It's great for me because I have to make thumbnails for work. But uh, other than that, oh. it's just some some dumb fun to jump into, and there's going to be a lot of a lot of a lot of Twitter shenanigans. Do y'all follow Sakurai, who, who made Smash Brothers? Masahiro Sakurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how he does all the dumb vignettes I, every I day. I know of him. <laughs> yeah, he. It, it's kind of like that, just different ways to tell dumb stories. So I'm excited to jump into that and kind of see what's up too. It's not going to be anything groundbreaking, I don't think, but a, a fun distraction. Just a fun diversion. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. And then, lo and behold, one of my promises, uh, one of my one of my wishes, my desperate pleas in my spirit has been fulfilled. And Ronnie and I have been playing Persona 4 Arena Ultimax on PC. No longer locked to the arcades and the PlayStation 3. It's a real game again. It's great. And it's so good. It's great, I mean, it was always a real game. It was just hard to get a hold of. <clears throat> Yeah. That's like saying uh, all these Sega CD games aren't real games. <laughs> I mean, if you can't if you can't realistically play it on a modern uh platform, is it real? Yes. You know. If a game yeah, if a game so. falls in the forest and no one's around to play it, is it real? Something like that. <laughs> if a if a if a dump truck full of ET cartridges is buried in the desert, is it real? It is. It was real. Only they found Mexico. them. It saved, it saved that town from like bankruptcy or something. <laughs> pretty sure, because they sold a bunch anyway, of them. Yeah, but anyway, it's really good. Um, there's a, a few a few technical quirks, like uh, like Elden Ring. Uh, Very similar game. Feels like the the port <laughs> is a little weird. I mean, I mean, I think I yes. Not similar games at all, but I think like the fact that they are generally extremely good, but there are some like inscrutable quirks uh, in their PC ports. I think you know that's kind of what it reminded me of because there's there's a weird um, I have a weird like inability to go into like borderless full screen at a bunch of different resolutions. It'll just have it like three quarters off the screen. Weird. Um, there's some weird issues where um, uh, Ronnie and uh, Mitch were getting like just randomly booted uh, yeah, if you, from our multiplayer if sessions. If you like alt tab and you're in the multiplayer lobby, it just crashes the game. It's like, you don't oh, want to do anything else other than this right now. So we, you must be I, trying yeah. to leave. It yeah. held us <laughs> yeah. hostage, but I couldn't even get yeah. in at first. Uh, I was, me and Brian were supposed to play the day it came out and... Uh, my wife had to use this area back here, so I couldn't really play in here because I was going to be loud. And so I went out into the living room <laughs> and used my laptop, which is a 144 hertz screen. And apparently, because it was something above 108060, the game just crashes on startup every time. Oh, like you oh, have that's to, not great. Well, you, that's not you, great. Yeah, tons of people have way more than 60 yeah. hertz monitors. Like, so I don't know if good. this has been resolved or anything, but at least the first day, I know it wasn't just me. I googled it. There was a huge forum. Everyone was having this issue. If it was any, you had to launch it on like a 108060 screen and then change the settings and then you could play it just fine, but it wouldn't that's, open correctly. That's not so great. It's yeah, it's the weird legacy stuff of this is an older game that's being ported over. Yeah, um, Arxis PC. And it was ports. originally designed for PS3, which is like has 
you know, of course we know that like weird, yeah. Porting PS3 games is like very weird because yeah. of the cell architecture and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then and then on the other side of it, I haven't had like other than the alt tabbing, basically uh, removing the existence of our like multiplayer lobby uh, and not being able to get the resolution scaling on windowed mode to work properly. I haven't had any issues. I've had no crashes. I've never been booted from multiplayer or anything like that. Um, mm. Other than that one alt tab and resolution thing. Uh, so it, it's, it's not, the issues are definitely there and are definitely prevalent, but they're not universal either, which is so weird because I'm I mean, also playing on a 144 Hertz monitor. Well, I was going to say, I mean, like, it's, it's PC. Just, so like anything could happen, right? It's always, yeah, it's exactly. always a little weird. Yeah. Everybody has such but, different hardware. With those like kind of caveats uh, put out there, this game feels incredibly good to play. And on PC, the rollback uh, netcode isn't even in, and it still feels awesome. Are like I was put, playing are with they Mitch. Putting it in this summer. Yes, mm. it's it's coming in this summer. Um, and we were playing. Uh, Ronnie and I obviously we live in the same city, not very far away from each other. So our connection, even in other games. Um, that don't necessarily have good netcode like Dragon Ball Fighters is still pretty good, uh, if not like, if not great. Uh, but this feels really, really good. And we were both playing with Mitch in California, and it still felt really good to me. I don't know, Ronnie, how it felt to you. Yeah, it felt great to me. I mean, so it's always hard fighting I, Mitch. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> fighting Mitch brings its own problems. You know, being the expert that he is, but at least the connection was good. Uh, so yeah. And, and I can, I can't imagine when this, when the netcode gets even better. Uh, but it, I will note that, um, uh, I got a, a key from this, from our friends, uh, over there and, uh, it's already been patched, I think two or three times. So it seems like this isn't just something they're going to put out and kind of neglect or ignore. We already know that the net, that the uh, netcode update is coming. Um, so, uh, I I have to believe that they'll kind of polish it up a little bit um, before too long. Did Going, they? Hopefully, did, fingers crossed. Did they improve the visuals? Um, like almost with that kind of look that like Dragon Ball Fighters has, um, or is it a little more like like that game had a little bit of a grain to it because it was on PS3? Um, yeah. Like, does it still look like that, or is it a little uh, cleaner to look at? It. To me, it, it looks Go really ahead, good. Um, I think they did up-res it. I don't know how much they updated the art. Uh, it is still 2D sprite work, unlike Strive, which is like faux 2D from 3D models. Right. Um, which is why they can you know zoom in and rotate in and stuff like that. It is still 2D sprite work, but it's beautiful okay. uh, for a game that came out on PS3. And you know, I, I have a lot of love for those characters already, being a big fan of the series. But it, it's a the UI is a little weak, I'll say. UI doesn't look great. But that's more of a usability thing for me than it is a art thing. Yeah. You mean like the menus and stuff? Because I I love the style. The menus are great. Like the design. Like the in-game UI. Uh, it's, I think it's something I mentioned yeah. to you while we were playing. Like in Strive, when you have a certain amount of meter that you can spend, uh, it'll light up underneath you. So I can not be looking directly at like my resources uh, at the bottom of the screen yeah, 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 yeah. and know that I have something I can use. I've got to constantly be looking down right now. And part of that is just I'm not used to uh, the systems yet as much. And so I can't remember what takes 25 and what takes 50, what takes 75 meter and that kind of thing. Right. And so I never really know what I'm able to do and it's kind of hard to keep track of it, but I'm sure that'll just come with time as well. Yeah. 
There, there are some like quality of life things they could do like that. Um, what I really love about it is, and this is something that Strive is kind of lacking in my opinion, is just the the style of it. I mean, everybody, you know, people playing Persona Five, like the menus and everything, have so much style. There's so much um, aesthetic appeal to what's going on as you're navigating the menus and things like this. Uh, and I definitely feel like that's the case with this also like when you get down to you know whatever health break point that you get to uh and then you awaken there's like this huge like stylish splash of your character's eyes as they're awakening and then your you know your meter expands and you you have like you go from having a 100 meter maximum to 150 meter maximum you can do more stuff um and like when you burst when you do one more uh like all that sort of stuff like i just i kind of like how that's designed with the with the character portraits facing each other on the side, how everything's kind of angled. Like I love the the layout of it. I do think that there are some things that could like be kind of signposted a little bit better, but generally I really love how flashy it is. And that was something that between playing this game and uh between playing Guilty Gear Exard, I'm really kind of bummed out that um um, that Daisuke and the team over at Arc System Works didn't bring back that like heavy metal chains aesthetic from Exard into Strive. Uh, I know that that was a very purposeful omission, but I was kind of like lamenting that because these other games I'm playing are just like so their own thing. Like they've just got this aesthetic style that they're going for. And I just, I, I like that a lot. I feel like it gives the game a lot more character. I, I, would, I would say that is very true of UX design. Uh, like I, I'm a little bit of a UI snob, I like to say, but I, um, I think that a UI can give a game a lot of like personality, which I think we'll talk about when uh, we get to Tunic actually. Oh, a teaser. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm having a great time with it. Uh, it is funny though, because I am playing, uh, the villain of the game and all three of the people uh, two of the people that I'm currently playing the game with and one who's thinking about picking it up are all playing the same character. <laughs> so you've just gotten really good at fighting that one character. I mean, really good? I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, so I, I play Minazuki, which is a character that was created for this game, and uh, and Ronnie's been playing Akihiko Sonata from uh, Persona 3, nice. who's the boxer. Mm-hmm. Super, super cool. It's, it's a little bit, um, I think, weighted in my favor right now. I would say... Minazuka is probably easier to play, but at the same time, uh, I'm playing a boxer character, and they're kind of traditionally the more rushdown characters, and so it's kind of hard when you're learning a game to play against someone who has like a almost full screen command dash into like 25 percent of your health in the corner. Um, so that's a little bit rough yeah. on Brian right now, but I, if I were really pulling my punches, he wouldn't appreciate that. So I'm just not doing it for you, punches. buddies. It's true, <laughs> and I still and I still win. So keep telling me yeah, that. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really. <laughs> One day, <laughs> I'm really, you I'm really Bruce. excited to uh, to play more. Do you see your, it's a lot of fun? Do you see yourself picking it up on Switch? Like, is this going to be the new like Dragon Ball, where like you're playing it everywhere, or is it really just like if people are down to no. clown on PC, you'll play it? I don't think this is going to Dragon Ball is a little bit different because I think it demands more of you. I don't think Persona asks as much of people as they might think. I'm curious to know what Ronnie thinks, but this feels very, this feels a lot more uh, approachable and kind of, I don't know if I would say beginner friendly. I, I mean, but, Dragon Ball is pretty beginner friendly. Yeah. 
I, I'd probably... It is, it is beginner-friendly, but you have to learn three characters. Uh, and Guilty Gear, you have to learn all the matchups with all the characters. And with Persona, that's not really the case. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot to learn. It's a four-button fighting game instead of uh, a lot of these other ones that are, um, you know, like... I guess... A I guess million buttons. Four-button. Four well, it's it's typically like a four-button or a six-button. Like Street Fighter, um, which I think is six, right? Street Fighter six-button. Yeah. And Guilty Gear is at least five, right? Yeah, Guilty Gear is five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like while there are like situational things that you need to learn, there aren't that many of them and uh, in Persona. And I feel like the stuff that you need to learn is fairly basic. And it's a lot about fundamentals and footsies and things like that. There are Ooh, technical footsies. things, but like to get in and get and get going, like... I feel like it's there's not a lot that you need to know. And there's auto combo in this game. So it's, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? I'll oh, push man. back against that a little bit for the sake of conversation. Um, I'm having a harder time, I think, understanding <laughs> the systems in Persona than I was in Dragon Ball, I think. Uh, I feel <clears> like Persona has a lot more unique mechanics. Like, you actually have status effects you can inflict, inflict on other characters. Like That's panic true. or fear or paralyze or things like that. Um, poison yeah, yeah there's shadow versions of every character that plays slightly differently uh, you have to learn how to handle your persona which is kind of a separate character at the same time kind of like an assist like dragon ball uh and actually there was a one of my favorite uh fighting game content creators his name is lord knight um i don't know if brian's brought him up before uh he put a video up today if i haven't he's also one of my uh he's also one of my favorite content creators yeah uh there's something called the persona displacement system that they don't even really talk about in the game but like, as yeah. you send a persona out, you can have them do another move, and they'll do the move from that location rather than the one where they would usually spawn behind you and do it. And mm. the game doesn't really tell you that. And so you've got two buttons for attack and then two buttons for persona attacks. And depending on which order and like where you throw them out, they could do something in different areas. And so it was kind of managing two different sides of the screen at the same time if you're playing particular characters. Um, and there are a lot of strange quirks like that that I'm still trying to wrap my head around, which is why I'm playing a character that barely uses his persona because that's much easier. I just keep yeah. punching Brian in the face. <laughs> and, and the great thing about this game is there are enough characters that are on like that sliding scale. Yeah, Like Akihiko only has two persona cards, so when you call your persona, if somebody hits them, it breaks the persona card. Um, and then after all of the persona cards are broken, um, there, your persona can't be called until those cards refill, mm-hmm. which doesn't take too long, but it does take a little bit. Um, and there are characters that are way more dependent on their personas than others. Like Akihiko doesn't really need his that much. He can do his special moves. He can do some super moves. He's got a really huge like jumping slash attack that he can do that's great from his persona. Uh, my character also doesn't super need his persona that much. I needed to do like my teleport attack and I need it to do like some like sweeping uh, attacks or I can call my persona like behind somebody. And then if they're trying to run away from me, then it'll catch them. But like, other than that, like I've got two swords that I can use to like keep people at bay until my cards come back. There are other characters that like have very minimal uh, like attacks that they can do without their personas, but their personas are like the thing that's great for them. So if you break them, it, it totally hobbles them until they come back. Um, but they have like, five or six persona cards. Um, so it, it, I really like it because there you can really pick like with guilty Gear, um, you can really pick a character that kind of speaks to what you want to do and how involved with those systems you want to be. Um, 
which I like. So I, I, and I do, I do agree with, with, uh, what you said. There are status ailments. There are like awakening specific combos and like supers that only, uh, become available once you awaken. And there's like a bunch of weird stuff you can do like air turns. Like there's a lot of weird stuff in there if you want to get into it. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like unless you're like really going ham on this game, like you don't really need to do a lot of that stuff. Whereas like in Guilty Gear, it feels like if you start playing as Kai and you go up against a Zato and you don't know what that character can do, you're just going to get destroyed. And I don't necessarily feel like the knowledge checks are too bad in this game. I don't I see know. that. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. It's probably but, too early uh, for me to say, but you could definitely be right on that front. Yeah, and I definitely, I, I, I mean, I've, I'm very used to this game because I played the first. I played actually Ultimax when it first came out, and I played P4A as well. Um, not at like a high level, so this is actually the probably the best people that I've been fighting uh, are, you know, Ronnie and Mitch. Hey! That's me. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I love it. And I think that if you've been, if you're at all interested in fighting games and you like the Persona series, this is a really cool fighting game to get in on. It's not that much. I think it's like 40 bucks. Yeah. Um, or something like that. It runs really well. The netcode is really is really good. Um, it's It's fairly easy to find your friends online to very easy. And once you get in, like you can just set up, you can just be like, okay, it's going to rotate through. We're, it's going to, we're going to set the loser to rotate out. And it, that all happens automatically. If you want to pass, you just hit Y or triangle. And then it just shifts the next person up into the order. It's really convenient. It's actually 30 um, bucks. I like it a lot. Oh, it's 30 bucks. 30. Wow. Hell yeah. Even better. Even better. Uh, yeah. It looks good. Have you done any of the story yet, Brian? Uh, I played through all the story uh, when it first came out. Okay, so it's a continuation I haven't, I haven't really of the original P4, right? Yeah, it's all a visual novel, I think. So it's not like let's shoehorn fights in the middle of this. It's just a straight visual novel, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Ooh, oh, two, I don't two remember playable about that. characters I, have seen each other. Now we must fight. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know that that's what they eventually ended up doing with Blaze Blue, and I know that they also did that with Guilty Gear. I can't remember if Ultimax is that way. I can tell you the Persona dancing games do that. Yeah. Good games. <laughs> yeah, very good games. I saw you from across a crowded room. Dance off, bro! That's how I met Brian. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We had a dance it's off. just like West Side Story. Mm-hmm. It was a tie. It was crazy. They'd never had a tie before. Never in the history of dancing. If they never in the dance history offs. of dance-offs. <laughs> That's when I knew that Ronnie and I would be fast friends. We have exactly the same level of skill in dancing. <laughs> Extremely white people. And everybody knows, if there's one thing you know about me, it's that I hate everyone who is better dancer than I am or not as good at dancing as I am. Wow. It's in his Twitter bio. Fun. Look it up. It is. It's true. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> it's, it's not. It is. It definitely is. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I got to say about uh, Guilty Gear and Persona 4 Arena. Uh, shall we go to Hollow Knight next, or shall we go to Tunic? Next? Let's go to Tunic because I Ooh, okay. am probably gonna start playing that soon. All right, I'm gonna, I'll start how- playing it right when it leaves the conversation. Okay, <laughs> right when nobody yeah, cares. Right about when it everyone anymore. stopped talking about it, that's when I'll dive Ronnie, in. Ronnie, how much of it have you played? I forget. Uh, just about an hour. 
Okay. I played like a good four or five, which is okay. a good amount of the game. I think I looked it up on how long to beat, and it's about 12 hours, which is a little longer than I actually was expecting. But uh... And I beat the first boss back when it was a beta. Yeah, cool. So... Anyway, I'm curious I, to hear I, how it's progressed. I like it a lot. Um, I it's hard to talk about the game because like so much of it, I feel like is very much like you figuring out what to do. That I feel like saying certain things sort of spoils it. But I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way, Ronnie. I feel like I, every time I've talked to someone about the game, I'm like, I don't want to say too much because I feel like saying anything is kind of ruining a little bit of the experience yeah. but um i will say that anything i can what? say like i said can only come from the first hour so it wouldn't be spoiling too much it's just like first impressions mm-hmm. um I mean, we could do a t- big top level of what the game is yeah. first <clears throat> yeah it's basically a zelda game um like it's almost like if uh i don't know if you'll feel this way ronnie but to me it feels like if uh What's the one on SNES? A Link to the Past. It's like if A Link to the Past had like Dark Souls, uh, like um, things like sprinkled in it almost. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say Link to the Past with a bunch of hidden areas, but that's kind of just Link to the Past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they do a lot of stuff with uh, perspective. I say they. It was designed by one person, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but they do a lot of stuff with with perspective in terms of if you were able to see like just one inch to the left, there's this whole secret area you can go back into. Uh, a lot of stuff hidden in grass, things like that. It encourages a lot of exploration, both in mechanics and in the world. And a big thing about that uh, is you pick up different um, pieces of like an instruction booklet, what looks like an old NES or SNES instruction booklet, and they're untranslated into... Uh, I, I believe whatever, it's just a made up language for the series. Whatever the made up language is, which yeah. is, I think this is my favorite part of the game, honestly, is picking up the manual pieces because at first it's like the first couple pages you get, you're like, I don't see how this is really helpful, even though it's cute. And then you start to realize that they are like the most helpful thing in the entire yeah. game. Like teaching <laughs> like, like vital mechanics. Yeah, they teach the you game. mechanics. Some of the pages have like written in pen on them or like how to get achievements um and like other random things like it keeps track of a lot of stuff and it's also just like really adorable to look at Um, it's yeah it's kind of a mix this is a strange combination of games but think of a mix between like hyperlight drifter and Mm -hmm. fez i was gonna bring up fez wow yeah the Um, the music sounds a lot like fez for sure well it's the yeah so the music is disaster piece is the it's the same uh, composer yeah did um, didn't Disaster Piece do Hyperlight Drifter? Yeah. So I believe Sweet. did all three. Uh, I'll of these. look it up. Yeah, yeah, let me look that up. That would make a lot of sense. Um, I listened to a lot of that during the day. <laughs> yeah. As you should, um, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's very good uh, focusing music, but it's a um, very chill soundtrack. It. Shit! What was I gonna say? It. I forget. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, they they did it. Okay. They did the um, needful. Anyway. Yes, the uh, so the the manual is like super cool. It almost feels like you're playing like a weird car, like a cartridge of like Link to the Past that was imported over, and you don't know Japanese. 
And so you have to kind of just like look at things and some of the stuff in the manual happens to be in English, but most of it isn't. And so you have to like look at things and use context clues and stuff and just like try mm -hmm. things. Um, like a lot of times when I would get an item, I would just use it because like it might tell you what it is in the manual. Like it'll say like, you know, this is a chili pepper, but then under that it's like, you know, a bunch of nonsense. Spicy and you're like, hot. I don't know what this does. Yeah. So you have to kind of figure it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, which personally I think is like pro probably my favorite thing about the game is that it doesn't really tell you much, but it tells you like just enough for you to feel really smart at like looking at all this stuff and figuring it out. Um, also just the aesthetic is like really cute and great. Uh, and they do a lot with it, with the minimal kind of things that it has in there. And they do a lot with, like Ronnie was just talking about, like with the level design where you'll you'll go behind some like tree that kind of looks like there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden you're like in a secret shop that has all these items you can buy or like it leads like around this thing and like under a thing. And there's oh there's a dungeon here, you know, where you get an item or something. It's really neat that way. Um, it's just like you yeah, uh, there's like yeah. not lots of dungeons around here. Not really any. There's not really any dialogue in the game. Um, it's all kind of just told through like context and mm -hmm. stuff, which gives it this like really lo like I don't want to say lonely, but kind of lonely feeling to it, but not in a bad way. Um, yeah, like it's very it's very solitary in that like the the way the music is and stuff. It's kind of just you like poking at this world and like figuring out where to go and stuff. Um, yeah, there's ways to get around certain things where you're not supposed to go and, and kind of just have to figure it out. But yeah, other yeah. than hyperlight drifter, the other kind of vibe I got from it was almost uh, kind of like journey, a uh, very, mm. very different in terms of gameplay. Um, journey, one of my favorite games of all time, one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, but just the kind of, lone person wondering and figuring out what's going on in this world without much context. Um, you can kind of imprint a lot of what you want onto it. And I got the weirdest feeling playing it that first night. And I was like, I feel like I rented like an SNES game from Blockbuster and someone else's save was on there. And that's the game that I started. Mm. And I'm kind of playing through that because they're giving you like just pieces of like, I feel like I should know this. But yeah. I don't yet, like, do I have like, enough information here? What are all these tuning here? forks for? And you're like, yeah. trying to figure them out. Yeah. It's it's a it's a really cool game, and I'm excited to jump back in when I can, you know, find some time to play for myself. And Brian stops asking me to play things, because I, <laughs> I... I'm just kidding. I love, I love playing with It's never going to happen, dude. Yeah. Trust me, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I will say I'm greatly enjoying it. It has like so I think it has like a ton of personality for a game that people are like apparently it's getting review bombed and stuff on like Metacritic because people are like, it's too much like Zelda or it's too much like Dark Souls. And I'm like, that's kinda what you come on wanted, are you telling right? me they found something to be mad at on yeah. the internet. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> How dare yeah. they? But that's put like that's partially what I think is its strength because it has like all of these dark like it has all these Dark Souls sensibilities, but it's not like hard like a Dark Souls game. It's mm -hmm. very forgiving in a lot of respects. And it's like it's kind of like a Zelda game, but not because I feel like Zelda games are slightly more handholdy than this. Yeah, um, it, they are now it feel they are now they didn't true. used to be. It yeah. feels very much like 
a three-dimensional SNES game, but that's giving you like just enough clues for you to figure out what to do and where to go. Like I liked that even too, like when you get to the first boss, there's a there's even like a little um like page in the instruction manual if you find it that has a picture of him and there's literally written on it it says you can do this and it has like the 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 level up stats where it's like try to be around here when you fight them and stuff mm -hmm. um and you're like fuck yeah instruction instruction manual i can do this you know and you finally like yeah. get them um it, it feels like the yeah. it's, it, it could be a difficult game in terms of exploration and some of the fights but it feels like the game is always on your side if that makes sense. Yeah. It, like, it like, really wants you to keep going. It's not trying to punish you. Yeah. Dying doesn't feel as bad, um, mm -mm. mainly because, like, you don't lose all your money or whatever, you know? You lose, like, maybe a little bit of it, but you still have most of it. And then you can go get it back. Um, yeah. Which feels good. Like, it, it would it would feel maybe a little too much like Dark Souls if it was, like, well, you lost everything, and now you got to fight like hell to get it back. But it's just kind of like, no, it's like a tiny punishment. So you can go get yeah. it back, but, you know, you'll get that money back just by killing random stuff or doing whatever, like just playing the game. But um, I I really, really like it. I don't have, like, a maybe a concrete opinion on it, but I'm recommending it to people. But I feel like if it just maintains what it's doing the whole time, then I will end up loving this game and saying it's it's great yeah me too yeah how um i forget did either of you play death store i a own it but i haven't played it i did and i edited a uh devs react to speed runs for ign for that and i was like having to half watch the screen and make sure everything was recording and trying to not see the end of the game the whole time mm. <laughs> um, yeah so i still have not beaten it but i got a few hours in I think just okay. nature of my job. I play the first few hours of a lot of different games, and it's yeah. it's hard to finish stuff yeah. these days. Yeah, but yeah, that happened. That happened yeah. to me a lot too. It's like oh, yeah, I definitely I, I reviewed it for the podcast um, a ways back and adored it. Um, and the I played Tunic before this. Um, I've talked about this on the show, uh, but I first played it at PAX West twenty eighteen. And, uh, and I liked it then. And then the open beta came out and it was kind of not running super great on PC. Um, I'm curious to know if, if you guys have any technical issues. I'm nope. assuming you're both playing it on Xbox. I'm playing it on Xbox series X and it's smooth as butter. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're the only person that I know of that had problems with it on PC. It was really framey and weird. Yeah. I would say yeah, play it like, on your like, play it on your Xbox. Yeah, like, when I did that demo and uh, played it on played the demo on Xbox, they both were really smooth. Yeah, okay. it feels like a yeah, couch that's game. good. It feels like a console game kind of anyway. Yeah. Um. In the yeah. in this in the sense that it is sort of trying to emulate like that SNES experience a little to a to a slight degree, right? In in feeling and tone. So I, I would will... say it it plays really well on like Xbox. I will say I'm half tempted to uh, wait to play it and buy it on Steam Deck or or play mm -hmm. it on Switch. Like I, I imagine it'll come to Switch at some point. It just seems like that kind of game. Probably, um, probably. I have. I I would say probably. Yeah. yeah, and the only reason I say that is um because of how much I've enjoyed uh really spending time with like this is probably the most I've spent time I've spent with the Switch OLED over the last uh. You know, since I got it. 
Um, but it just seems yeah. like a game that would really benefit from that, like the mm-hmm. between the the color palettes and um, just I'd be how really simplistic it looks. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, when when I, I I spent so much time in Death's Door, and Death's Door was something that uh, vibe with me a little bit more on aesthetics. I really liked how fluid the gameplay felt and how just absolutely polished it was. And so it kind of ate away at my enthusiasm for Tunic. So I haven't really, even though I enjoyed what I played originally, um, I kind of feel like the, I was hungry for this food. It wasn't available. And then I ate something else that really satisfied me. And now I'm not really that hungry for this anymore. Um, not that I'm not like eventually going to play it or something like that, but I uh, it's out and I just haven't really felt yeah. like doing it. I just I mean, leave it as a back feel... burner game. Yeah, yeah. Just, leave it I'm, for, for a sure, while. for sure. I was just I was just curious if what you guys had played of Death's Door had kind of felt like this was giving you the same sort of like tickling the same mm-hmm. spots on you. Yeah. I say. can't say because I haven't played. I don't know why I did yet. that that hand gesture when I did that. That's not that's not yeah, right at all. Nice talking can't. to you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. <laughs> you gonna <dip> out? <laughs> Death Door. I, I haven't been very far into either of them, but from my understanding, Death Door is a little more action and combat focused, and hmm. Tunic feels more like an exploration and kind of luxuriating in this world kind of game. I could be wrong because yeah. I haven't kind gotten of an too atmosphere far. Atmosphere type of a situation. Tunic yeah. seems more rigid. Like it's it's meant to play as if it's a like older style or inspired by older style types of games. At least what I've seen of Death's Door, it seems a lot more fluid than what Tunic is doing. It's really fluid. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So like, if that's what you're jiving with, then that could be why. Yeah, I I would say like the the combat can get difficult um, in Tunic, but it's more like I feel like it's more difficult if you just don't take your time. Like that's yeah. usually when I it punishes me for being a little too impatient, right? Yeah, um, that's a very souls thing. Yeah, Can't but get again, it doesn't punish you too bad. Uh, that's cool. But I would say it it does feel very much about the exploration. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it is a that's lot cool. less about like overcoming these big bosses because it's not really like there are bosses, but for the most part, it's about like hey, you have a new tool, like a new toy. You should go try that in that area you were before mm-hmm. because that'll open up a shortcut. And then that'll also open up a thing like to a dungeon that'll give you a new item that will once again open up a new shortcut and like you'll get some big story thing or whatever. Like it just kind of feeds into itself that way. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, That's cool. But I, I definitely dig it. I, I I would say catch the fever on, uh, on Tunic. Oh. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I do want to make one correction. Uh, the soundtrack is not by Disaster Piece. Oh, okay. you. Oh, it's not. It's there's not. a there's a Disaster Piece Hyperlight Drifter OST on Bandcamp that I found. There's not, a not well, no, 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 no. Disaster Pieces does Hyperlight Drifter and Fez. Yeah, Tunic is not. Disaster oh, but they piece. didn't do. Okay, okay yeah. yeah. Okay. Tunic is by Lifeformed and Janice Kwan, who I don't. I'm not familiar with either of their work. I'm gonna look but they have a lot of stuff this. on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, they are fantastic. Definitely worth cool. diving into. Nice, very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. catch the fever. <laughs> catch the fever, indeed. Mm-hmm. I would, I would also give Persona 4 Arena Ultimax my catch the fever. A lot of, a lot of catch the fevers this week. I bet there's a lot, a lot of, of fevers, fevers going this around. Week. Yeah. 
It's true. I'm, it's true. I'm about to get exposed as, as a fake fan. I've listened to a few episodes. Is, is the Catch the Fever thing? Like, is, is that a thing? That is a thing. That's, that's when we, that's like when our, we really like that's something. That's like our seal, yeah. personal seal of approval or a Critics' Choice Award. Have I only listened yeah. to you guys when you don't like things? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Catch I would say fever. we give out more Catch the Fever awards than anything. Uh, we're pretty positive. Yeah, it's part. pretty rare that we're like, catch a mild cold. Like, yeah. or we're that, like we've given that sucks, out a few times. You know? Or it's I like, just constantly. stay away from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy in the winter. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like that's also, it's like a lot of people criticize like major sites. Oh, you guys only explore like the top three or four points on the 10 point scale. And it's like, yeah, well, when you play games for as long as we have, you can look at a trailer for something and usually tell whether it's going to be good or not. Or or for you. Yeah. Or for you. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of the stuff that we're playing is stuff that really speaks to us yeah. or it looks like it's really going to yeah. speak to us. So it's, it's fairly likely that we're going to catch some fevers. The one yeah. through fives kind of shake themselves out unless you have a AAA thing that's you know busted on launch or something like that. But a lot of that's yeah. been relegated to mobile. A lot of that stuff you can come see in from a really long, long way away. So it's a little bit yeah. of selection bias of you only give six and up. I'm like, well, yeah, because that's the only games that people are going to care about. I'm not going to give right. this random clicker game on iOS a review because it would get a two and no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And nobody was looking forward to that anyway. Yeah. So. Not anymore, at least. Not anymore. Although I, <laughs> it's true. I did offer to review... Uh, Nickelodeon Kart Racers Grand Prix 2 when that released and uh, was told no, they don't care. They don't want it. I was like, I will literally write it for free. They said, no one's going to read it. And I said, okay. Yep. <laughs> That's because there's only uh, there's only one person in the world who would read that there review. There are dozens and it's of you. us. <laughs> I, uh, I was told something about like Battlefront. I don't care if I'm saying this. I, I tried to write a Battlefront 2 article for GameSpot, and they basically told me no. And then I turned around and was like, hey, CNET, do you want this? And they said, yeah. So go read my cool Battlefront <laughs> article on CNET of things that I would like to see in the game but are never coming because they don't patch that game anymore. Red Venture CNET. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Wow, wow. Any I'm not say anything about that right now, but I do want to hear, Chrissy boy, you had a trip, and on that trip, <clears throat> you did some cool things. You were maybe hoping to run into somebody. Did you? I did not. Did you run into? Oh. But okay. the group. So full context for those that are not aware, I spent this past weekend in New Orleans, um, and they are currently filming uh, Redfield. Redfield. No, Renfield. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of Resident Evil. A movie about Red yeah, Chris Redfield. Chris Redfield. Um, I watch it in uh, in New Orleans, and uh, the wedding that we were uh, going to was at the uh, Ogden Museum of Art, um, which they wanted to film a scene for that movie in that museum on the day of the wedding. The only reason we didn't run into him there was because apparently him being him being uh, the one and only Nicolas Cage, uh, yes, the supreme who's playing Dracula in this movie. yes supreme leader of uh, all of New Orleans with his uh, his burial plot you know already yeah uh, I've heard about that stood in place our our friends got uh, pictures taken in front of it but we didn't get to oh, see yeah. it yeah um, 
but they wanted to do a bunch of pyrotechnics in the library, which is completely wooden. Like it is an entirely wooden room. Um, and they were like, this is a historical site. It's probably not a good idea that you do that. And then the studio flipped out at them. And then, uh, they did not shoot there because they were not allowed to. So, but, uh, our friends, uh, the night, yeah, I thought you were going to say expect CGI fire. In no, I mean, I don't know what they're doing instead, but uh, our friends the night before we got I there. I CGI burn this library to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they were standing on a street corner and they salt, ran into the, the groom of the wedding and they like started freaking out. We're like, oh my God, like so happy to see you. And like talking really loudly and around the corner, they're actually filming the movie. <laughs> And like wow. some guy from the studio was like, "You guys are being too loud. You gotta shut up." Like, give him much crap. We're making cinematic gold over here. Yeah. So they got to, uh, they got to be within like you know 500 feet of Nicolas Cage, but mm-hmm. that was as close as nice. we got. Um, what with the restraining? With the, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not after last time. Um, that being said, uh, New Orleans is a beautiful city. If you've never been, um, you yeah, should definitely have. go check it out. Um, I have not. I we stayed in the Garden District. I would recommend not doing that if you can find a place in the French <laughs> Quarter. Uh, go ahead and do that. It'll if you're cost a heavy, you pretty penny. If you're a heavy sleeper, you'll have fun in the French Quarter when you eventually go to bed. Other than that, it might be a little rough. Yeah, times. well, and it depends where, right? Like we were. It was Saturday afternoon, and we. Uh, I forget where we were coming. Oh, we went to a uh, Court of Two Sisters for a brunch, and we were coming out. We're walking down the street trying to get an Uber, and I'm like, man, this Uber is like really making us walk really far. Like, I've never had this happen. What's going on? And with that, we're walking and we hit Bourbon Street, mm-hmm. and there's just like people going nuts. Like, I don't, I don't know, the band going down the road or what was happening, but mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, yep, this is this is the thing. This is it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's like that all the time. It seems like. Um, it's just crazy. It's such a different, uh, I mean, definitely don't bring your kids there, but, yeah. uh, it was cool being there. And then we went home and while we were unpacking, I turned on princess and the frog and just seeing like Jackson square and, you know, a lot of those places that like they've animated into the movie. I got to see the tree that mama Odie's wishing tree was based on in the bayou. That was cool. Did you make a wish? Uh, uh, no, Cage, but I, Nicholas Cage, I, <laughs> I did make a deliverance <laughs> joke. I wished for Nicholas Cage, and that is all. Yeah, yeah. If you're not going to make a wish, you got this guy because like, he's here. Too loud. <laughs> First AD Shut pops out of the out. tree. Get out. <laughs> um, but no, we're, we'll probably go back. It's uh, it was a really cool time. But what was not cool was on Wednesday night. I when I went to bed, I checked into our flight. And our flight was supposed to take off at 8.20 a.m. from Philadelphia International Airport. When I woke up, I woke up to at 4.45, I woke up to a text saying, hey, get ready for your flight that leaves at 6.10 in the morning. So they actually Five moved the flights <laughs> up. Um, and by the time I had sped to Philadelphia Airport and parked the car, figured out where to go. It was like six o'clock and we were like, we're not getting on this plane. So I got to sit in the airport for about six hours waiting for my next flight. Cause there was no point in like turning around and yeah, you know, it was like, let's yep. just stay, you know, we'll get drinks so, or whatever. And hang. I promise I'm not trying to one up you, but I am trying to empathize. 
Mm. Um, Brian, I think we've talked about, uh, we both went to Kind of Funny Life too. We were both from Houston and we went there and both came back before we ever knew each other. Like that was before yes, I ever went to, I was there too. to San Francisco. Oh, wow. I was there yeah. too. That's where I met these guys yeah, as well. We, we all went there and then, who knew? Um, but on the and now <laughs> we're all friends. On the flight back, I don't know if you got stuck on the same flight back, but it was, I think, a 15-hour delay. But oh, it was no. it was hour by oh. hour. So they didn't tell us, come back later. They kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Oh, so my God. We had to stay at the airport the entire time. It was me and my brother. And that was... Bad. Sounds I, fucking yeah. brutal. Yeah, it was it was it was rough. Like if you could at least just tell me like, hey, go you can go sleep somewhere that's not an airport for a while and come back later, but the way that they pushed it, they just kept doing it hour by hour, and I'm like, You're trying to break me down at this point. <laughs> it's not I've going died to work. and this is actually hell. Yeah. So now I think, I've been there, that sucks. I think we yeah. dodged that bullet because we actually ended up staying for a couple days more. Okay. In San Francisco, I think so. Josh might remember that. I don't. I don't remember, but I remember you and Audrey yeah. being there, and Chris yeah. being there. Too. I, yeah, we were hanging out with, uh, with Harvey. I think for a bit longer, and we definitely. Went I think you guys town. stayed with him or something. I could be uh, wrong. No, we stayed. At, we stayed in a hotel. Um, Brad. Brad stayed, stayed with, him. with him. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Brad, our buddy, buddy Brad Miller. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, yeah, that was that is nuts. But that sucks. Both of those situations really suck. I mean, on the like honestly, six hours to fifteen hours, it's just kind of the same at that point. You're just in purgatory for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, you're just waiting and like hovering over a charging station. Like, all right, and hope to God you have some sort of something to do. Yeah, yeah. Thank God, yeah. and I said it. Like, thank God for the Switch, man. Like, for a, a console that really has gone underused over the last two years because of COVID and not really leaving the house and everything. I have fallen back in love with this system so hard. Like, Oh snap. Yeah. Like I, especially the OLED, wow. like the entire, he's back, baby. The entire time I was using it, I was just like, man, what a great, like the, the screen on this thing is incredible. Um, the speakers are really good. Like there were a lot of moments where it was just me and Jess and like, she was just reading. So I was like, all right, I'll crack the speakers up. Um, they finally added Bluetooth support for the headphones, so like yeah. I got to use that. That's a big deal. Um, yeah, like the the whole experience is just really, really elevated for sure. Um, but I was popping between Hollow Knight and Super Mario Sunshine like over and over, uh, pretty much during that whole time, and then uh, during the layover that we had in Chicago, I did that as well, and on the plane. Um, the battery like lasted the entire time though, which I couldn't believe. Um, it's that much better on the OLED, which was really, really cool. Um, but hollow Knight itself, um, this is it. This is the first time that I've played a souls game where I, I finally had the moment where I was like, I get it. I I finally, I finally get it. We got, I get the, I get why people get hooked into this. Um, and it's not in, and I think I got it with Demon Souls, um, but this is in a much. Demon Souls has a lot of artifacts from the PS3 iteration. It's not as, it, I think that's why a lot of people are vibing with Elden Ring is because there's so many quality of life improvements, and as as 
polished as Demon Souls is from a, the remake standpoint, it still has a lot of that stuff that really sucks. Well, I don't even know if it's just that. Like, I, I think it's Hollow Knight is in a setting that is so much more interesting to me. Um, I think the art style is beautiful. You like bugs? I like the bugs. I like. I think the characters are like creepy, but also really cute. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's something like very endearing about them. I think the score is one of the like the most beautiful scores I've ever heard. Um, it's fantastic. I'd love to have an amiibo lineup of like all the major characters yeah. in, in Hollow Knight. That'd be amazing. I know there's a lot of stuff on um, Fan Gamer has like all kinds of figures and stuff like that. Um, mm. But I've always meant it, to make a Hollow Knight statue for Brian, but I haven't got around to it. <laughs> Oh hell yeah, dude! There you go. But we'll see. Maybe one yeah. day. I have too many projects right now, so too many projects, not anything. enough resin. Three D. I won't. 3D I won't hold you to that, but that would be a really cool thing. Yeah. Um. But I. Yeah. Like I. I really like the upgrade system. Um. I think it's a. It is definitely a tough but fair situation. Um. And even that thing that yeah. um Ronnie you said earlier, like where you can't get greedy. There. There definitely have been moments where I have. Um, and you know, it's bit me in the ass, but I've always gotten back. Like I haven't had a moment yet where I've gotten somewhere and I've been like, Oh my God, like it's so far away. It's like, no, I can get back there. Like this is, this is definitely like doable at this point because you do get better every time you get through, you know, whatever section you're in. Um, I do really love that. Like the, Oh shit feeling that every like level of hollowness that you get to, um, gives you like with the different enemy types that you come like there's one in in like the first section where it's like this knight with like a really long beard and he has a shield um, and the first time I yeah. saw him there's only one of them and I was like oh my god like this must be a boss fight and so like I I did it and I beat him and I was like all right like, I feel really good about myself and I dropped down the and there's two of them and I was like <laughs> oh my god like are you kidding me out of this hand. is insane um, you know and then I learned how to beat them and I was like wow like I really like this feels really good I finally get whatever he's talking about with this kind of game. Um, I think with Demon... I, I recently had a moment like that in Elden Ring where, like, a, a very early boss, like, I started to find just them with other enemies yeah. just out in the world, and I'm like, god damn. And then there was one where I had to fight two of them, and I'm like, you guys, <laughs> Miyazaki! <laughs> so Hollow Knight definitely challenges or channels that, that sort of energy. Yeah. And I love it. It's so good. But I think because I have so much more... I don't even say more experience with 2D games. It's like they're they're just easier for me, and that and I just like care about less, it. Like, less axes. <laughs> yeah, like I, you don't have to control the camera at well, all. Well, not yeah. even you can just focus on the. Action. It's not even that. Like I just I don't find the the night setting of like Dark Souls and Demon Souls that interesting. Like I think Bloodborne's cool as shit, but like I haven't gone back to give that a shot at this point, and now I won't because like they've got to be doing a remake. Um, you keep saying that. I've been saying it for a long time, but I don't know. It, it yeah. just it makes I mean, too much sense for them not I mean, to. You say it, at least you say it long enough now. that I mean it'll happen, right? Right, just like the Banjo Kazooie remake. Or it won't. Yeah. Or it <laughs> yeah, won't. but when it but, does, you know. you'll be like, "See, I was right. <laughs> I told you." I was you right wrong. for seventy years. If you say Bloodborne remake three times into a mirror, Miyazaki actually pops out of it and kills you. So be careful. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Although some other people are giving us Bloodborne cart, so there is some version is of, that. The, of the dream that that is a lot. Not to yeah. name drop again, but that was like uh, announced when we recorded our devs react to speedruns because they did the the 
developers of Bloodborne PSX came on to react to that speed run, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, we're dropping we're making Bloodborne a thing." Cart. I was like, "Oh, that's oh. cool." Hell yeah! What is that? Can't um, to go off on a tangent, I haven't read up on it yet. I just saw like the thumbnail that it came out um, or is coming out. What? What is it? Is it like an uh, N64 mod? Is it its own Bloodborne PSX thing? Bloodborne cart. Like, are they build? Are they basing it off of an? Like, is it a ROM hack or is it a original game? I'm not sure. Uh, it might be built from the ground up. I think like the the DMake was, but I'm, I'm not too sure yet. Okay, I was just curious because there's like Dragon Ball cart and like all kinds of random stuff mm-hmm. on uh, N64. Like Waluigi's taco stand and all that, um, <laughs> which if you've never seen it is a super weird thing. <laughs> we all know the sort of twisted things that make Waluigi's taco stand. A lot of food um, poisoning, it sounds like. Oh, you have no idea. But no, I definitely, uh, I foresee myself playing Hollow Knight uh, to completion. I say that about a lot of games, though. Um, Kirby is showing up tomorrow, so it's very possible that I pop that into the Switch and, you know, that's it. And then Lego Star Wars comes out, and then Jess and I are doing that. Oh, yeah, that comes Hollow out Knight really soon. Fades away. That comes that out ga- next week. That ga- no, uh really? Yeah, yeah, it comes out next that Tuesday. That game I pre-ordered like two years ago? Yeah. Oh, my God. I had I, no idea. Well, I guess I have that to look forward to. Yeah. What? Ron- so, Ronnie's looking like... <laughs> I, I had a small moment of of existential terror because I think I'm covering that for work, and I totally forgot it came out next week. Ooh! So I, my mind started scheduling my next yeah. week and a half. And then you're like, oh, oh yeah, no. yeah. What all do I have to drop and do? What do I have to get done before then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll worry about it tomorrow. But yeah, how many uh, how many areas have you have you um, discovered in Hollow? I am current. I think I'm in the third or fourth. I'm in the fungal area. Hmm. Um. Cool, cool, cool. Which that have you gotten to the bubbly area yet? Or no, um, I okay. just got the map for the fungal area. Because um, again, I was going between that, and I'm probably like five or six hours in. Um, cool. I'm going between that and uh, Mario Sunshine, which I think I got like fifty-two shine sprites at this point. Um, which that game has a lot of bullshit in it. Like, that's definitely the worst 3D Mario game. More than any 3D Mario, that game is just crammed with that kind of stuff. Yeah. like there's Which one? Sunshine. Super Mario Sunshine. Like, there's hmm. there's a lot of moments where I'm just fighting the mechanics in that game. And, like, you just... It, it's too easy the to camera. get pissed off while playing it. Yeah, the yeah. camera's really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't realize how much of that I just, like, put up with I, as a kid. I remember yeah. playing it a lot and being like, this game's hard. And it's like, no, this game just isn't designed that well. <laughs> yeah, it. I, I. Yeah, I remember as a kid it being super fucking hard, and then, yeah, I even remember at the time people complaining about the camera. Yeah, and I think that adds a lot to the difficulty just on top of it. Um, like, there was one in I don't Rico Harbor. Remember it being that hard. I didn't either, but there there was one in Rico Harbor Harbor. Yeah, where, um, it was eight red coins on the lake or whatever it is. You go around, you hop on a blooper, you have to collect eight red coins, and then you have to go back to the dock. The problem is, you can't get off the blooper. You have to remain on it and hop onto the dock on the blooper, and then, you know, you end the game that way. Well, when you get the eighth coin, it would, like, cut to, like, a video of, like, okay, there's the shine sprite on the dock. 
and then it would cut back to gameplay, you're still moving, but my camera would be all jacked up. So, like, I'm looking at Mario looking at me, and I can't see where I'm going, <laughs> and I can't get off the blooper. And it happened, like, four or five times. Um, so and I'd inevitably crash into something and have to do it again. So I got really good at getting the coins, um, but eventually it, like... It didn't do that, and then I was able to get it. But I was like, "This is so fucking annoying." <laughs> it sounds annoying. Yeah. That's why Sunshine yeah. for me is stuck in that like awkward teenage years middle ground to where Super Mario sixty four that built the levels. Some exclusions, of course, in the game, but they built their levels with the assumption that their camera kind of sucked, and they're yeah. working around it. Super Mario Sunshine felt like they built the levels to have a good camera, and then it just doesn't. <laughs> it's especially the levels because like when you have flood that's a good like get out of jail free card i jump too far i can hover for a sec and make my way back yeah right especially the platforming levels where you go inside the pipes and they take flood away and it's just straight platforming yeah you're literally yeah. clipping through stuff or going behind things and falling it's that stuff gets it doesn't feel good yeah because it doesn't feel yeah. like i it's think i fault. remember doing part right. of one of those and was like nope i'm not doing any maybe of that's this. why yeah, you but- like the game maybe yeah there was a while mm-hmm. where I, uh, at least in the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get, because I always do. I was like, I'll get every Shine Sprite. Like, I'll get every star. I've, I've done it in Odyssey. I've done it in every other Mario game. I was like, why not? Um, I do not foresee myself 100%ing this game. It seems yeah. like it would be, like, I'd rather put my nuts in a vice. Like, it's it's just that Jesus. type of experience. Yeah. So bad. You'd probably rather play some of the optional bosses in Hollow. Probably. Yeah. But Hollow Knight, man, if you haven't played it, especially if you have a Switch OLED, god damn. Yeah. You, what you a waited, game. You waited for the right time with that OLED. So yeah. To play it. Now, I will I will ask. I Hollow Knight is one of my tens. It's one of my tens for sure. Yeah. Uh, so certainly catch a blazing fever that endangers your life and hospitalizes you. My god. Uh, <laughs> with this one. But... Um, one of the great things that I love about this game, and this is something that Death's Door does also, is your melee attacks charge uh, your stuff. So, like, uh, in Hollow Knight, it, like, charges your, like, white kind of fluid up in your your meter, and then you can spend that on heals, which I think is such a brilliant uh, thing. What sorts of charms are you using? Right now, I have... I could see myself on the... I can't remember what the third one is. I could see myself on the map, um, I have the magnet one where I can just like gather coins. What I'm trying to do right now is just like farm. So I figured that was yeah. a good one to use. Um, yeah. I forget what the other one is though, but I only have three slots right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but I have like probably eight or nine different charms because I bought everything up top and then I just ran into another like shopkeeper. Uh, I think he's like an ant. Um, but his okay. shit is like very expensive. So, I'm just trying to save up at this point. Chris, do you like? Yeah, there's a there's a a lady also that has a shop, and she's got some really good stuff. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's also pricier. Yeah, but like I think she's got some that are like healing buffing ones that are really really mm-hmm. good. Like I think it's like what quick charge or something like that. I forget what it is, mm. but yeah, she's got, she's got a lot a lot of good stuff. Uh, and then you can find some real man. I love that system. It's so good. <laughs> I may have to replay this if I ever get out of the five games that I'm playing right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, which I never will. Ronnie, what were you going to say? This is just where I live. I was just going to ask, uh, do you like the the map system, having to find the cartographer? 
to get a map. Oh, yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Um, it's a it's a different take on it. Um, I don't like that. I will. I don't like that. That takes up one of my charm slots. Like I wish, if I had the map, I would just know where I am. Yeah. Um, I get why they do it. Um, but I like the idea of like, no, you are going into this uninhabited place. Like, but someone else has been here. Um, you know, just kind of go in and figure yeah. it out. Um, cause it, I mean, Metroid kind of does that too. Um, or at least like, cause I was playing, I was playing that as well in the plane, Metroid fusion. Um, you get to the maps. Yeah. You have to go stuff. to the navigation yeah. rooms and like, that's when it, whoop, and it's all scans yeah. over and you know, gives you everything. It does fill out your map as you're playing in those though. It does. It yeah, does. Mm-hmm. If I remember yeah. correctly, like there's no map whatsoever until you find the dude who's whistling. Yep. It's been a while since I've played. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, Cornifer. Good name. He's yeah. a cool character. He's really One good. other thing I wanted to bring up about uh, New Orleans, because it kind of uh, ties into Hollow Knight. <clears throat> the, um, I ran into this. Uh, we went into an art studio because I, at night we were on a uh, murder mystery tour thing um, about all these murders that happened in New Orleans. And we walked by this art studio and like uh, this painting like really caught my eye, um, which like I normally I don't know I guess I give a shit about art, um, but <laughs> like I didn't I didn't actually expect it to happen. Like usually it's like, um, you know it's like paintings of the city and stuff like that. I'm like I would never put this in my house, and I saw this one that I was like, oh my god, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, I couldn't buy it because when I went the next day and asked how much it was, it was thirty five hundred dollars, and I'm not rich, so, so last time I checked it. So I took I took a picture of it. I'm gonna print it out on my uh, my HP or my compact uh, laser printer. Um, no, your compact Presario. Yeah, my Presario, <laughs> my Kodak. Um, but it's this artist. Uh, his name is uh, Danny Delancey. If you look him up, um, but all of his paintings have it's it's this bunny man where the head is a rabbit. He's in a black suit. He's holding these red balloons, um, and he's holding a cane. Um, but it just gave me like these weird Hollow Knight kind of vibes, um, and it's also just very like you know weird and interesting looking. Um, but when I went into the studio, I was talking to the one guy that worked there, and he was you know asking what we're into and why I think I think I like these paintings and everything, and. Um, he was like, yeah, my partner's been playing this game where, like, the music is, like, really beautiful and um, it's all 2D. Um, you know, it's, like, kind of creepy looking. It's, like, uh, like Dark Knight or something. And I was like, Hollow Knight? And, like, he's like, yeah, that's it. And I was like, oh, my God. I literally just started playing that. Um, but it was he, he said the same thing. He's like, these paintings kind of remind me a lot of it. Um, but I actually ended up, uh, Jess got me a print for my birthday, but... Uh, the, yeah, they're, it's just a very, like, it's creepy, but uh, the message behind them is cool. Uh, the guy just says, as you stroll through life, be positive, have a sense of humor, and hold on to what's dear to you. Um, but, yeah, if you get a, a minute, uh, Delancey Art Gallery is the, the website. Yeah, I'm looking at the site right now. Yeah, they're pretty cool. That's weird stuff. Yeah. But I haven't, I haven't like seen a piece of art like that where I, I literally stopped dead in my tracks and I was like, "That's fucking awesome!" Like I, I would love to have that in my house. But that's awesome. Alas, and, and then I stole it. 
And then I stopped. Thanks, Nick Cage, for you training took, yeah, me. You took, <laughs> I was just about to say. Yeah. You, you took inspiration from the man who stole the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and also a PSA for anybody else trying to play Hollow Knight out there, and for Chris, my boy himself, if you need help with that game, I, I wrote the Hollow Knight guide for IGN. It is perhaps the game guide that I am the most proud of that I have done. Your opus. I really, it, I think, I think <laughs> it probably is. Honestly, yeah. the way that I structured it, the way that it kind of just flows together uh, and what I was able to do with it. I don't know what I was on when I wrote that guide, but it just. That Metroid good, good. It's real good. Metroid it's real good. Good, good. So. That's what they call me. If you need help with that, I, I did the work for you. I 100%ed that game, so you could also. Cool. So Good deal. Anyway, what now? We've talked about all this stuff. I can touch on Young Souls uh, or The Cruel King and The Great Hero. If we want, we can tackle some other things, or we can call it. What do you guys want to do? Curious uh, about I, Young Souls? Yeah, and I, I can talk about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands a bit, too. Oh if yeah, 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 yeah. I've been doing that for work, but that's right. Uh, well, I'll dip into Young Souls a little bit. Um, so I've been playing this for a while. This was uh, another one of the games that I played first uh, at my um, uh, Devolver appointment at PAX 2018. It's awesome. It is a side-scrolling kind of brawler. Um, you play two twins, two redhead twins. Um, who live in a very modern um, city and all of a sudden they come home from the pawn shop to discover uh, that their kind of foster father uh, has vanished. And they go into some room that he's told them never to go into and they find this lift and it goes down into a basement far below ground. And there's a portal there and they step through it and they find another world with fantastic creatures like goblins and all this sort of stuff and magic. Uh, and they're basically trying to rescue him. He was he was uh, abducted by these sinister underground forces. Um, and that's what it is. And so you're, you're running, you know, left to right along the way. Uh, you're doing like a bunch of combos. A lot of people have compared it to... Um, or I don't I don't know if a lot, but I've heard I've heard the the kind of style in some of the promotional materials combined to like a combination of a brawler and a fighting game, and I think that that's pretty apt, like more so than games like uh, Streets of Rage Four and stuff like that. Like you you literally can do like juggle combos, so like you can do like jump into the air, do an attack which knocks somebody into the air, then you land and hit them again. And then do like a move and a super move and you can dash and do it like a dodge roll and stuff. It's way more active and engaging and fast paced than a lot of kind of brawlers um, that I've played before. Super, super fun. Um, so I really, really like it. I'm, man, I don't know how many chapters there are. I feel like I'm like a handful of chapters in, maybe like six or seven chapters into the game. But I'm having a blast with it. Um, I got it on, uh, switch and PC. Uh, I got review, review keys for the game. 
Um, I, as with many games that I try to play on Switch, I find the load times to be a little bit longer than I would like. Um, but it still runs super well and looks really great. Like, I think it looks really it, good. It is um, on Game kinda... Pass also, though, right? So you could. Yes, I yeah. think so. I think so. So you can play it on Series X or on PC also. Mm-hmm. I've been playing it on Steam. Um, but, uh, I, I've been, that's where I'm going to keep playing it is on PC. Uh, but it does play very well portably. It, the only thing is just, and I think if I was doing this while I was doing other things, like watching a show or something like this, this wouldn't be that big of a deal, but because I'm like playing it as like the thing I want to do, um, those load times just get a little bit obnoxious for me. It's not like super egregious. It's just like a little bit, you know, it's not like a Chris Tales situation mm. where it was like two or three times as long as the load times, uh, on PC. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 a little bit longer. You said uh, that I would. Like. You said it's twins. So is there co-op in the game? Uh, I, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I've not done any of that. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, and you you switch back and forth between them. Yeah, kind of like actually, River City Girls, or. I actually haven't played River City Girls. I've been meaning to. I, the game is um, fantastic. You don't yeah. switch back and forth, but the the two characters play very differently, different skill trees and everything. Let me see. Let me see. Multiplayer, multiplayer, multiplayer. Yeah, shared split screen co-op and remote play together. Oh, cool. Uh, on Steam. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's really good. You switch back and forth. You, like, manage their health and stuff. But they kind of... They seem to, like, kind of split the difference between um, having them share a health pool and having you, like, switch between them to, like, manage their health. I'm not... I haven't super locked down how that works. Um but it's really, really fun. I the I will say I still run into like some of the same issues that you have with like um, side scrolling beat em ups where like if somebody is uh, like further behind you or above you on the on the like walking plane or in front of you like your attacks will with or sometimes you'll get hit with something that like doesn't necessarily look like you should have been hit by. Um, but the game has a lot of different uh, difficulty settings. Um, so you can really kind of, and you can switch them, I think, on the fly. Um, so if you just find a fight really obnoxious, you can lower it down to like storytelling mode and like have it be real easy. Uh, and then you can just plow through and then pop it back up to whatever level you want it to be. Um, I'm having a blast with it. I find it, I find it, um, the movement in it really good. Like being able to go through and then like smack an item at somebody or like, you know, find something in the environment and smash through it to get, uh, you know, to get some cash while you're on your way to like punching a spider in the face or slashing it with your sword. I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. I fought a couple of bosses so far. They're not like super complicated. It's kind of like um, it's not like Zelda, but it's kind of got that sort of um, like Zelda Link to the Past sort of boss feel where it's like it takes kind of a second to like figure out what the boss is doing, but once you do, it's not going to take you very long to beat them. Like that's kind of what it feels like. Like it's it's very um, it's very breezy and brisk. You know what I mean? Like you can really crank the challenge up if you want, but if you're playing on like normal or average difficulty or or easy difficulty, like it's very much like you can just kind of put your head down and muscle your way through stuff if you want, um, you know, and not worry too much about getting like savagely punished. Uh, but yeah, I I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm definitely gonna keep playing it. Um, it's real cool. Cool. So I'll have to, I'll have to give it a go. Toy. Yeah. If any of you guys want to try uh, the co-op, I'd be really interested to see how that is. 
I imagine that would be real fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Particularly because I know a lot of us have Game Pass. Hey. So. Maybe all of us. Who who <gasps> doesn't at this point, right? Yeah. If you don't, I guess if you don't have an Xbox or a PC, then you don't. But yeah, idiots. But what do you? What do you? But if you do, it's like Xbox what are you doing? Freaking, you should have it. You ding it. You're a dingus either way in my book. <laughs> Actually, can't you? Can't you like play those no games on uh, on X Cloud on mobile and stuff like that as well? <laughs> Some yeah. of them. So yeah, I tried to play. So yeah, I tried to play Morrowind on remote play on my phone, or just streaming. How was uh, how was that? Uh, it, was, it was rough. I mean, it's hard yeah. to tell what what's the Morrowind <laughs> jank because that game already feels terrible to play. Yeah, incredible game feels terrible to play. You know, both can be true, and so putting it on a phone, streaming it was not the, the not the best way to go. Yeah. What kind of phone? Yeah, it's an iPhone, like two or three generations ago. A One Nokia. Of the, okay, oh, I thought you were gonna good. say an iPhone, iPhone two, two or yeah. three. <laughs> That'd be impressive. None of my apps are working. I don't understand. <laughs> my PDA won't load. <laughs> this phone won't play in an original xbox game i don't know why it's an it's, iphone it's supposed to it's be a trash phone now speaking of strong uh my daughter in the past couple of days has developed this weird almost borderline cockney accent and i have no idea what's happening like what like she was like she was like today Door, door. Do you want to go out, soy? Like it was like almost Boston. Oh my God. Like I and I'm like, you want to go out, soy? <laughs> like give me the milk. And I'm like, has she been watching The Departed? Why are you talking like this? <laughs> no, she hasn't. <laughs> That's the strangest the thing. It happens to me. <laughs> yeah, we were. We've been watching The Departed every day. Dad, I'm not a She's like, I've seen this. He's dirty. Uh, I can go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't go on the roof. Uh, <laughs> she, she walks up to me and she's like, wait, is this one Scorsese was making for the studios or for himself? I'll watch the other ones. And then she just leaves. But it's so weird because she said that to me. She's like, you want to go out soy door door? And I'm like, go to your room. Nobody talks like that that we know. Why are you talking Somebody like Somebody out this? there is like, how she, dare you? No. Yeah, she watched like one video by accident on an iPad and now that's it. And then she shivved me in the shower and I was like, how could you? Again? We talked God. about this. We talked about this. This is a no shiv zone. Now. <laughs> this is a shiv free zone. I've got a really... We, you were frisked when you came in here. How did this get in here? <laughs> I've got a random question for everybody here because this is a game that I've had on my PS4 since I got my PS4, I'm pretty sure. And I always see it, and I think it's really beautiful looking, but I've never touched it, and no one ever talks about it. Dust, an Elysian Tale. An Elysian, an Elysian Tale. Tale. Has anyone played it? Yes. Uh, I have a played little a bit, little bit, I think, like way back when. I guess it wasn't very good. I remember literally nothing about it. It yeah, looks it's, cool. It's fine. It looks cool. If This is going to sound like a huge insult. That's not how I, I mean it. If you can think of like the best possible version of like a Flash game, like a really good Flash oh, game, really? Like, like Alien Hominid, something like yeah. that. And again, I'm not meaning this as an insult. I remember really enjoying it. Um, but it feels like that. Wasn't kind it? Of. It was like one of those yeah. games that was like, oh, this was made by one person, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. It just, I, I don't know. It's on Wario 64. And there, I was like, for like two dollars. Back I was when like, there yeah. weren't as many. Yeah, back when there weren't as many of those by, examples. Yeah. For yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. It's probably one of those things that would feel derivative now because so many things are like it. 
but I, I remember it being and probably cool do it better now. Yeah, yeah. It was received very well at the time, but it was keep in mind this was also back when a single person making a game didn't have nearly the amount of tools that they do yeah. now. Yeah, uh, and so it's I started playing it. Um, it felt a little off to me, but the main thing was I couldn't take the visuals. Like they were very, very not me, mm. like and not my style. And so I I quit playing basically because of how the game and the protagonist looked basically only um, got it which you know i'm superficial but that's i gotta be honest i mean i'll quit games yeah. like because of their ui so i don't think yeah i've quit games yeah. for much less i mean you got to stare at it for at least a dozen hours it it shouldn't hurt to look at so right yeah, yeah. ronnie i want to hear about this uh tiny tina's wonderland uh yeah i'll try to take up too much time but um kind of like brian i was a big fan of borderlands 2 i think i had like 250 something hours in that game um i i played i thought you were gonna say i have like two platinum yeah, just, <laughs> two or three <laughs> at least four um no it's i really like borderlands 2 um but the spots in between the fun gameplay when you're actually you know shooting things fighting things uh, i found to just get really dull over time mainly the driving um, just going from waypoint to waypoint, that kind of thing. And then the the tone of it kind of wore out its welcome. And then I was excited for 3, Borderlands 3. Uh, jumped into it and bounced off the first hour like three or four times. Uh, even wow. trying to play co-op wow. with, with my brothers. I don't know if it was the tone or if I don't know it was just keep getting lost while, while driving or something like that. And it sounds like a really weird specific problem to have, but I just, for some reason, I, I couldn't get past the, the intro of that game. So I was not too excited about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, um, which is kind of Borderlands with much more like D&D trappings. Um, like you actually have a character sheet with the six attributes. They just switch uh, charisma for attunement. They call it something different. Um, but you choose a class. Uh, you choose all your attributes. And instead of um, action skills, you have an action skill like and a spell you can equip. And the spell is something else in your inventory. And there's... You can call down, um, call down meteors, or throw fireballs, or like big, like giant, uh, like line AOE strikes along the ground, and they're all different elements and things like that. Um, that one element having an extra cooldown really helps with the pace of the combat. You're not, you're usually not waiting for something to cool down, basically, and and have to use something else. Like it kind of keeps it moving, um, which I really like. That's awesome because one of the big things about Borderlands is the action skills in those games feel so cool. Mm -hmm. But unless you're a specific character and unless like I always played a character that had an action skill that was like relatively short cooldown and I always maxed mm -hmm. out the skill tree ability that reduces your cooldown yeah. or lets you get it back faster on kills because that's the cool thing. Yeah, that's that's so the pace if, that I enjoy playing at. Um, but it's just kind of yeah. when you're just relying on the shooting, I think there's better games to play. Um, yeah, for but, sure. Uh, another cool thing about this one um, and it is its own full game. It's not a spinoff. It's well, it is a spinoff. It's not DLC to one one of the other games. Uh, it, it's a standalone right, sta yeah. standalone thing. Um, Tiny Tina, your mileage may vary with that character. Um, she's fun for me. Like fifty percent of the time, she can get a little bit grating after a while. Um, but the voice cast is actually you know Ashley Birch. So Tiny Tina also plays Aloy. Uh, she's she's good at what she does. Uh, there's also um, Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, and Will Arnett. <laughs> um, 
and it's 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 a it's a stacked voice okay. cast for sure. And they're they've got a pretty yeah, good Will Arnett's the villain. Yeah, right? he's the villain, and they've got a pretty good rapport yeah. with each other. Um, but the way the the classes work is everyone has two action skills that you can swap between whenever you want. Um, and I've been playing as a spell shot. Well, I've played as all of them for work. We had to do all that. But that's a whole other thing. But my main save is on a spell shot, and so you can either uh, polymorph a uh, one creature like into a sheep, and they're kind of just floating around, and you can get different stat bonuses for shooting that one sheep, and then like it increase your reload speed and like damage and all that kind of stuff. Um, or you can do what I've been doing and just use that as a second spell slot. And so I've always got at least one of two spells on cooldown, and that's really helped the pace of the game for me. Um, and also the other big change from Borderlands is that there's no driving. There's actually like a top-down RPG overworld you'd find in like an older Final Fantasy. Um, so it actually shrinks you down to like a little chibi character, and you're wandering ar- around a field finding different areas. And when you run into a dude, like same kind of Pokemon tall grass thing, if you run into someone, it takes you into a combat arena encounter. And so the game just has way less downtime than it usually would for a Borderlands game, and that, that makes a big difference. Um, and you can also uh, multi-class uh, when you get further into the game. And so I, I started as a spell shot, so I've got those two spells, and then I multi-classed into a Graveborn, which gives you a little like a Demi-Lich companion, little floating skull head dude who's constantly yelling insults. Again, your mileage may vary, but I think it's pretty funny. Um, and so every time I cast a spell, like he sends a, a like blast of that same element at the guy that I just hit with a spell. And so since I'm casting twice the amount of spells, we're just flinging things at people all the time. So there's a lot of really cool synergy between the six classes, and there's going to be a lot of different weird builds, um, hopefully broken builds, because I feel like that's where a lot of the fun comes in uh, that you can kind of make yeah. with those games. Um, but I've I've actually been enjoying it way more than I thought I would. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean it. It seems like I I want to be into it, but I've also never found a Borderlands game that I've enjoyed. Yeah. Um, it. I don't yeah. know if it's. I think part of it is the. Uh, not the style, but like the the writing. Um, For sure. Like those characters can get graining. Um. You know, for some people, and I think my my experience with the first game is I always felt like I was somebody's bitch on Pandora. Like that whole, like the whole beginning of that game is just like, I need this, go do that for me, and like, yeah. you know, Drive it's here. a lot of fetch quests. Yeah, exactly, it's yeah. a lot of fetch quests. So um, there, you're holding everybody's pocket. There yeah. is some of that, but it's kind of it's kind of actually built into the story in a more interesting way because Tina is your dungeon master. And right. so she can say, and suddenly there's flaming rocks ahead of you. And then like a perfect clear day, suddenly there's a castle siege that just appears right there. Um, so they do fun things like that and like go here because you're supposed to. But they have a fun like outside the game reason. Like what are the people that you're playing with at the table would rather do this? So it changes your path to another direction kind of thing. Yeah, like that's um, fun. Yeah, and again, like I said... Yeah, they did that in Assault on Dragon Keep as well, yeah. which is one of the things that I thought was the most interesting about and that. And that's, that's kind uh, of what this expansion. game is, is all that stuff like blown out to a full-size game with, I think, more interesting mechanics. There's still a ton of loot that you're picking up. You've got four weapons, and then you've got like um, an armor slot, a ring slot, like an amulet, uh, a spell or two, depending on your class, and then like a different kind of shield. 
And so it's if you don't like games where loot is just dropping constantly, this may not be the one for you. Um, but it's I've I've really been enjoying just the gameplay of it. And there have been times where okay, the voices are a little much. I'm just going to turn on a podcast where I grind out a few levels in this one area. Yeah, yeah. It, it works well that way too. If you just want to kind of forego all that other stuff, and if you're not sure. Uh, from what I remember, the Borderlands games go into like pretty dang deep discounts after a while, so like it'd be yeah. totally fine just to wait for that and mm-hmm. then like pick it up with a friend. Yeah, point. if anything, yeah. I know. Um, if you're like me and you, you know, you redeem all the Epic Game Store games that show up for free at some point, um, the Dragon Keep Assault on Dragon Keep was one of them mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks back. So um, you may have it in your Epic library. Um, and not know it. But I yeah, it's one that I think I actually have it installed. I just haven't, you know, yeah. dipped my toe into it. Um But if that seems to grab me, maybe uh that'll, you know, that'll get added on the witch wish list for Black Friday when it the witch list. On the witch, the witch list. list. Hey. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's 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 a cool game. Had an annoying embargo, but that's that's a me thing, not a general public thing. Problem with the game, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I hate love annoying embargoes. <laughs> I was allowed to show like the first two hours of the game. Like that's all the footage we could show. And I'm on the gameplay team. So I was like, I don't know what yeah. to do with this. It was it was the first two hours of the story yeah. or two much further areas in the game that I hadn't gotten to yet because I had to squeeze what I could out of those first two hours. Mm. So you're like, hey, let's reuse yeah, this area so. again over and over <laughs> and over again. Um. <laughs> Before we do wrap, one question from uh, Mumjum in the chat. Did anybody start playing uh, Triangle Jum. Strategy? Yeah. Halfway through no, it. I, I have the demo, but I haven't played any of it uh, The reason I ask uh, Brian, at least he says, uh, it's scratching that Final Fantasy Tactics itch for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I think Brian and I have talked about this. Final Fantasy Tactics is my favorite game. Yeah. And so this this definitely has some of that. It is much more heavy on the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say this game is probably like 65% story and cutscenes. Oh, wow. And the rest is gameplay. It is a major focus. Oh. Um, That's not that, great. Uh, yeah. That takes a little bit. And so I've actually really been enjoying sales. it. <laughs> I actually really like the story. I like the characters, but like I could totally see that turning someone off. Yeah. immediately from that that's, that's a bummer that's what turned me off about the about the mm-hmm. demo was uh that i was just like all right i don't want to talk to all the villagers right i don't want to try to convince my team of this decision that i want to make i just want to play the game and i've only played one battle so far and i've played this game for like an hour and a half i would play and it's just like final fantasy tactics instead <laughs> i mean I, I actually really love this game mm-hmm. but it, it's definitely, I yeah. think, not for everyone. Um, yeah, but yeah. I've heard, um, I've heard that th- th- the more apt comparison to this game might actually not be Final Fantasy Tactics, might be Tactics mm-hmm. Ogre. Um, but I think I only played like one of those games. I've uh, never let us play together on PSP I've... is really good, and there's definitely similarities to that. I think there's one on DS that I played, uh, but I can't remember. I feel like I didn't play Let Us Cling Together, but it, I might have. Yeah, you know. can still pick it up on Vita, and it plays really well on there. It might have been a Game Boy Advance game or something. I'm not sure. Anyway. Hmm. But yeah. So I, I 
I'm I'm interest I'm I'm interest adjacent to triangle strategy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I his take yeah. on it is unless you grind like crazy, uh, you know. That that's how you avoid having too much story. It's just grinding in it. Yeah, there's there's not like random <laughs> oh, battles out gotcha. in the world. Like every battle is like a story battle, except you can go back to your encampment and there's like a tavern lady there who says, "I've got these side jobs for you," and then you can go in and do those one by one. Yeah, um, and you get a special reward for the first time you complete them, but after that, it's just experience. Reminds me a little bit of like Joan of Arc on PSP, which mm-hmm. is a very good tactics yeah, RPG. Jean d'Arc. Um, that's cheap <laughs> as hell. Uh, but it's the same. I, yeah. I think it sounds very similar where it's like every mission is basically like a story mission. But even if it's a side Don't mission, burn me. it's got something going on. I stopped him from trying to burn Famous me. Famous last words. No. Yeah. That's no, what, what she said. About? She was really wrong, though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't she was burn really me. wrong because they did. Burned her real hard. Everybody gets burned in the end. Everyone. (sighs) Very dark. Well, that's the show. Let's all get get out of this show so we can play some more Elden Ring. (laughs) I've I've been thumbing through a triangle strategy cutscene through this entire podcast, so I need to get back to it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Anyways, thank you all for joining us for episode 225. Man, can you believe it? Ooh-wee. We're really getting up there. Getting, getting up, up there. there. If you like this show, tell friends about it and please give us a review on your podcast platform or service of choice. Uh, or, you know, like and subscribe on YouTube where we archive all these episodes or subscribe or follow on twitch.tv slash platformerspod where we stream all of these episodes every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, if you want to talk to us on social media, you can find all of us together, except for Ronnie, because he doesn't have access to this account, at PlatformersPod. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Ribnax. I don't really check Instagram that much, but I'm very active on Twitter. But you're there. So check me out there at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. You can find me on Twitter at the Jawa Josh. I don't tweet that much, but if you want to see all the cool video essay stuff I'm working on, you can go to youtube.com slash media is mythic. You can find me at Shrives93. I don't have anything. I never have anything going on. I have house stuff going on. I'm building a desk. Get off my back. Build that you build that desk. If you want to check desk. out his desk, <laughs> meet him at 123 Philadelphia there you Street. Go. In Pennsylvania. One, two, three. Check out that. Street. Someone's like, hey, that's <laughs> my I just got ducks. Damn it. That's my address. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie, where can everybody find you? At, uh, on Twitter, at Ronnie underscore barrier, R-O-N-N-Y, uh, Ronnie. And uh, on IGN, I, I post things all the time. Um, it's hard to know which one is me un- until my voice pops up, but I'm all over there yeah. these days, so... Come check out some Tiny Tina's Wonderland stuff on our YouTube. Um, and probably Lego Star Wars starting soon. Yay. Yep, I'll be playing that too, yeah. so I'll have impressions of it. Yeah, and if you want help in uh, Elden Ring, there are a lot of how-to guides that I've written on, uh, also available on IGN.com. So if you want to know all the stuff you need to do first, like the seven things you need to do first in the game, check that out. Um, and uh, also where to find all of the legendary summons, legendary spells, 
um, all the best spells and weapons and uh, a bunch of different stuff like that. I've written a ton of pages up there just to help you guys. So if there's something that you're wondering how to do, there's probably a how-to guide on that. So check it out. And if you're looking for Hollow Knight help, don't ask me because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but, uh, but then but go, go get to my IGN. Brian's guide on <laughs> IGN.com. <laughs> yeah. It'll help you out. And I know, I know actually that Mumjum has used my, uh, has used my Hollow Knight yeah. guide. Yeah. And he said he liked it. So. Good deal. There you go. <laughs> Mumjum in the chat says, that's the same combination as my luggage. <laughs> Amazing. One, two, three, four, five. My God. Uh, yeah. So thank you. Uh, again, everybody, for uh, listening and for watching. Um, from everybody here at the Platformers, we hope you have a wonderful week. And stay safe out there. Until next time, we are out. Wait. Wait.